I can remember as a kid, Taylor, my parents would do things like when we went on vacation or whatever to, quote, make it look like we were home. They'd leave like the living room light on. Yes. Oh, yeah. That'll look like we're home. <laughs> we totally still do that. Despite the fact that it's on 24 7 and well, it never goes off. We put it on off. at Christmas time or at least. Okay. There you yeah. go. There you go. Well, they've come up with uh, these are the top signals to burglars that you ain't home. Uh oh. Um, lawn care needs uh, needs help. Uh-huh. Like, uh, you know, okay. grass grown. Uh, mail or this is old newspapers piling up. We still get a newspaper. Delivered. Wow. Do you yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if You're you, the only if you don't have I someone know. pick those up, uh, no cars or the same car in the same spot in the driveway. Ooh, wait, we never have cars in our driveway ever. Hmm, because you guys were, well, uh, maybe you might want to think twice about that. Yeah, leave a car out. And then uh, the last one, how, the house is dark. Yeah. But you guys, I think you're on big. it with the timers. And, and now with everybody having connected houses, it's probably yeah. pretty easy to have lights go on different yeah, yeah. different parts of the house mm-hmm. all, you know, all, yeah. the, all night long or whatever. But yeah, those are the big things. That'll let burglars, let the bad guys know you ain't home. You were talking about um, when you're away from your house and keeping an eye on it and um, making sure it doesn't look like you're not home. Mm -hmm. I have so much going on in my neighborhood right now. And part of it is the duties are done and I couldn't be more relieved. I'll I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. So um, you've probably heard me talking about this on the show. I've been responsible, well, my husband more than me, for some neighbors who are out of town and now that they're back, mm-hmm. um, you know, Glenn doesn't have to mow. We don't have to check their lawn. I don't have to water the indoor plants. I keep glancing over like, wait. Oh, yeah. Glenn, <laughs> but our next door neighbor, that was across the street neighbors. Yeah. Our next door neighbors still aren't back yet. And so I keep going, oh, I got to go water their their pot on the front porch. And whenever I do, I'm so grimy and disgusting and gross. Yeah. And they have one of those ring doorbells. Oh, yeah. So I just wave like, hey, hey I normally don't allow any humans to see me looking like this. But hey, hope, hope you're having fun on your trip. <laughs> do you ever fall into the same trap that I do? Uh, you think you're good at multitasking and you're horrible at it. <laughs> I embarrass myself. I can't wait to tell you about this next. Do you fall into that same trap that I do sometimes? You think you can multitask and then you get caught red handed like you cannot multitask, (laughs) Taylor. That happened to me the other night. I was uh, doing some online shopping, trying to take advantage of a sale that was ending. Um, I had so I had the computer screen going. That was the desktop. Then I had my phone going because some people were texting me. My niece was texting me back and forth. And then my husband walked in from... Uh, trail run and he was telling me I saw eight deer and four of them were bucks and I'm trying to pay attention to him and show him some attention it was just like all this is happening at once and all of a sudden after all that kind of subsided I I hit finish payment on my you know what I bought and stuff I go back and I've got a new text I'm like okay what's this now and my niece just put read your text, read the above. And she had been over at my mom's house Uh helping her with something. And I had texted to her, you're such a good grandma. (laughs) 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 Instead of granddaughter, because I was multitasking. And it was such a, a moment of humor that I just needed because right. I was trying to do too much at once. It was getting late. <laughs> I was tired. I was crabby. And we all convince ourselves that we can get all that stuff done at once. But multitasking, if you look back in the original Greek, what that means is messing up multiple things at right. one time rather than just That's one what thing. I was doing. I, who knows what I bought now? <laughs> I guess I'll have to find out. <laughs> 
what you're talking about with multitasking, uh, I think my wife can relate to not making mistakes, but when you start multitasking, you don't get anything done. You get like 15 things, maybe 50% to three quarters of the way done. Oh, that happens big time. Yeah. When you're like cleaning the house or yeah, something you, like you that. You never get that feeling like, okay, check that off the list, right? Because everything's mm-hmm. kind of almost done when you multitask. So I think I think a lot of women hear that and they're like, yep, totally been there, done that. Just right. don't text your niece. You're such a good <laughs> yeah. grandma. Like I did. No texting while multitasking. Bad things will happen. So we just had a, a pretty big renovation done uh, at our house on, on our, off of our back deck preemptively because one of our dogs, uh, his hips, Charlie's hips are starting. You can tell he's starting to get older. He's starting to feel it. So before it got that he couldn't go up and down the steps, we had a ramp built off of the back Aww, of our deck. So sweet. Yeah, we had done it at our old house for our dog, Rusty, and it really helped him a lot because his hips went, but he was still there. I mean, he was still our Rusty. He just couldn't get up and down the steps, so it helped him a ton. Uh, so we did that. Our dogs are completely confused by this ramp. <laughs> oh, I went no. halfway down the ramp with dog treats and sat there trying, because I want to teach them how to use it before they have to use it. And I'm sitting there like, come on. Come on. And they're all not they're all so tentative. They don't want to go down the ramp. The only one that went down was our Greyhound Lucrezia. She came halfway down, got the treat, and I kid you not, it was like the reverse lights went on. Beep, Ah. beep, beep. (laughs) She backed up. She couldn't figure out how to turn around. She backed up the whole thing. Like real and it's got uh the guy that built it put those little um I call them sandpaper. They're like little grippy things. Mm-hmm. He put those so they would, their paws wouldn't slip. Yeah. So she's like, beep, 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 <laughs> really slow all the way back up the ramp. But last night in the dark, we let the dogs out before we went to bed. And Lucrezia wasn't coming in, wasn't coming in. I'm like, come on, girl. Come on, girl. And I couldn't see out in the back. And then I hear she ran up the ramp. Yes. So one of them is at least ramp curious. She'll go up. I wonder if she'll go back down if you went to the very end of the ramp. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a learning curve because the same thing happened when we got those dogs. They're greyhounds. They had never gone up and down steps before. So we had to teach them. How yeah. to go up and down the steps. They'll, they'll learn eventually. Yeah, they'll get it. They'll get not, it eventually. They might gain 10 pounds with all the treats you offer them, but, but told, they'll figure I, it out. I told Trace, I was like, the, my only regret of this whole thing is that you didn't get your camera out and video me <laughs> because this would have <laughs> gone viral of me halfway down the ramp and then Lucrezia backing up after she got her treat. So uh, this is pretty extraordinary what we're doing for our dog, Charlie. We built the ramp off the back of the house. But Taylor, you have to tell everybody in a minute. Uh, the extraordinary things you did for your doggy. Because you guys, you and Glenn, were over the top. So I think we've said it before. You don't have to have a dog to listen to the Kevin and Taylor show. But it helps. You don't have to love dogs to listen to the Kevin and Taylor show. (laughs) But it helps because we're dog lovers. And uh, we're talking about extraordinary stuff that we do for our dogs. You and Glenn, boy, for your dogs, you've gone way over the top. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you feel so responsible for this little creature once you decide to bring it into your home. Mm -hmm. And so our beloved Scottish Terrier, Jackson, got bladder cancer, which I guess is really (laughs) common. And we have the sweetest listener in the whole world. Her name's Kathy. And she has only, well, now she she branched out, but she only has had Scotty's, Scottish mm-hmm. Terriers her whole life. And she had been through bladder cancer before. And she's like, hey, there are some things you can do to extend his life. And so we did this cocktail of whatever the vet told us to do. 
the chemo pills. They would arrive in the mail and all that kind of stuff. We did surgery and we did all the natural stuff. So I would cook for Jackson. I would saute uh, broccoli, yellow pepper, and there was one other vegetable. Um, it might have been Brussels sprouts that that they knew was good for this type of cancer. Mm. And I, when I would saute that combo... He would sit by the stove. He knew it was for him. And he's one of our rare dogs that would oh. eat vegetables. Yeah. And so doctors had given us, I think, three or four months. And he lived almost two years after his diagnosis. And very happily. Yeah. And our, our awesome but that vet. extraordinary thing. Most people would not have been like, okay, I'm in for making him this concoction. Yeah. Over and oh, over again. We were again. all in. Yeah. And he was a sweet. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Just like it's, oh. I'm choked up right now. I'm stuffing like a huge lump. But what, what our, did you um, say? The, imitate what you used to do when you would walk in the door, how you would call him Jackson. <laughs> and I'd have to play this game. Uh, because we had a split level house and I, he would be at the top of the stairs, which is the main level of the house. Uh, and I would Scottish come in little doll. and I would have to play this game and go, is that my baby boy? Is that my little man? And as I got higher and higher on the stairs, there he was and his tail is going back and forth. And I would have to go, it is, it's my Jackson. <laughs> and if I didn't play the game, I was had a serious day or mm-hmm. I took too long because I was on the phone. He would pout. He wouldn't greet me. <laughs> he would kind of go away like you didn't play the game. So I am over you right I'm now. Done. I'm it's done. Hysterical. <laughs> if you're a teacher or you have any teachers in your life, you know how much of their own money they pour into their classroom and their kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I have the sweetest story of someone who came to the rescue of my sister, who's a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Can't wait to tell you about it next. You guys, you know how hard teachers work for their kids. An extraordinary teacher in my life is my sister, Sarah. She has not only been a kindergarten teacher for many, many, many years, but she is committed to staying at the Christian school where she is. And let's just say, I don't really call it a salary. I call it a stipend. Like she gets a little bit Mm. of pay because they just don't, they don't have the money. It's at a church school and they don't have the money to pay the teachers. And so... She kind of had a little mini panic attack the other day because they told her, hey, heads up, you're going to have 27 kindergartners this year. And she was like, what? That, that's an I've increase never, over normal. Yeah. Usually she has about, I think, like 18 to 20. Mm, wow. And she's like, what am I going to do? And like this, the the rug that she has in her classroom where they all sit and mm-hmm. read, yeah. um, it's way too small to fit 27 children. Mm. And so she texted the group, the mom and sisters group, and was like kind of squeamish, like, I've never done like a GoFundMe or asked for help with anything, but do you think I could get people to help with this rug? Like, is that tacky? Like, what do you guys think? And she just Mm. genuinely wanted our opinion. Well, all of a sudden our oldest sister started like asking her a million questions about the rug and like send it Would this one work. And and it was like, I think my sister Sarah was kind of like, I found the rug that will work. Like what's Mm -hmm. going on? Mm -hmm. And long story short, she was asking so many questions because she and her husband ended up buying, they found a much cheaper rug that was just as good because she's a savvy shopper and they bought her the rug. And, what a great story. And my sister, I was talking to Sarah the other day um, about the phone call with Suzanne and um, her oldest sister. They're two years apart. And mm-hmm. she said, how could I not help out one of the most dedicated kindergartner teachers I've ever known? Mm. And Suzanne used to be a teacher too. 
before mm-hmm. she started staying so home with knows. the girls. So she knows yeah. the dedication and the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into teaching. And it was just the sweetest story in our family. Wow. That is Took cool. Off what a so t- much stress off her shoulders. It's funny you bring that story up. I've got a pretty similar story of a teacher who needed some help in our family. Oh, cool. we'll, we'll talk about that next. It's funny if you're a kid, you are like counting down the days like, oh my gosh, I can't believe summer vacation we're killed. We're got to buy back to school supplies and stuff. If you're mm. if you're the kid or the parent, that's the mode you're in right now, trying to get the most you can out of summer. If you're a teacher, you're probably already back if you're not back in the classroom you're getting ready to go back in and start preparing teacher orientation all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff and uh, i think i've mentioned one of my daughters uh is going to be a teacher um in the final year of like you know doing the half half the year classroom half the year uh teaching type thing student teaching but Mm -hmm. it's like she has her own classroom gonna have her own kids for the the first time ever and she did one of those Amazon lists. Like, yeah, the wish she, list. That's yeah, so she smart. let us know. She said, hey, I've, I put a wish list up. If you guys wanted to help me out with a couple of things, that'd be great. So I looked at it with my wife and I could tell my wife was like, what should we get? What should we get? Maybe we should get the expensive stuff because people shy away from that. They'll they'll buy the post-it notes and the dry erase markers, but they're not going to buy like the laminator and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. So I was like, well, hang on, let me look. And I, I ballpark numbered it all. I said, well, it would be pretty extravagant and pretty expensive, but why don't we do it all? Aww. She's only going to have a first classroom, first year of teaching one time. Yeah. So why don't we just let her know how proud we are of her and, and how we support her by doing that. That's awesome. So Tracy did. And she called like two seconds later. She was like, are you kidding me? Aww. You got it all. Thanks, guys. So that was really cool. I bet you she cried. That was really cool. That's amazing. So, Good job, guys. Yeah. Well, when we get the bill, I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but for the time being, we're just basking in the glow. Have you ever met someone who is your music idol or, you know, that's kind of extreme, but just someone you're like, wow, that's so cool. They're so famous. I'll I'll never forget the time when Kevin and his wife, Tracy and son, Kyle and me got to meet Sting. Well, this is the story of a little 11 year old from Des Moines, Iowa. Little Paisley loves music. And Kev, you know how you said genres don't matter and generations don't matter anymore when you look at your kids and what they They love. Well, she fell in love with the buttery voice of Michael McDonald, a founding <laughs> member of the 1970s rock band, the Doobie what Brothers. <laughs> Her parents were shocked and they weren't sure what she envisioned, but one day she Googled a picture of him. She came running up the stairs and flailed herself on the bed and was like, no, no. <laughs> what? I just had to deal with it. She just had to deal Why? with it. She had no idea he was a grandpa. She pictured like oh, she a Harry he was Styles like a contemporary type. young. Singer. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, he's my favorite. And then she's got he's got white hair and a beard. Right. But uh, she still that did not sway her. She's like, I dealt with his age. And Dad got last minute tickets for the concert for seven bucks. And she was the youngest person at the whole concert. <laughs> at one point, he walked by and she's like, I love you, Michael. <laughs> and, she, and he goes, thank you. And she goes, did you see? He said, thank you. He said, thank you. <laughs> well, then uh, the guy from uh, CBS this morning, uh, uh, Steve Hartman, he surprised her with a Zoom call from Michael. And mm. she started crying. Aww. She was so thrilled. Coming up in just a minute. Have you ever heard of a condition called mommy wrist? Usually, if you see someone wearing a wrist brace, you think, oh, poor thing, they got carpal tunnel, or in my case, broke my wrist while I was mountain biking. But, Kev, I especially want to ask you this, because you have four kids. Have you ever heard of mommy wrist? I have not. What is that? 
It is a painful condition new moms get from lifting their new bundles of joy. <laughs> it's really tendonitis, and um, it, it's really affecting a lot of young moms. So what do you do about it? Well, you can like take over the counter pain reliever, ice it, wear a splint or a brace, and sometimes they even ask you to go get th- physical therapy. And this has kind of come into the headlines because um, you know the actress from Big Bang Theory, Kaylee Cuoco? Mm-hmm. She just became a mom to a little baby girl, Matilda. And she was on social media. She's got a wrist brace. Yeah. And she's well, got mommy wrist. And it's exasperated by, because moms before this generation, moms never really had to do this. When you're holding your baby, you know, like in the crook of your arm and that weird position you have to get your phone in to take a selfie, that can really irritate mommy wrist. Because you take so many selfies with your kid. I was just thinking, just add it to the list of all the sacrifices moms make for their kids. And now they get mommy wrist. Mommy wrist on top of it. So they're saying mommy wrist is a thing. Getting a sore wrist after the kids come along. Because all the stuff you're doing with your baby that you didn't do before, you get a sore wrist from it. But what are some other ailments, mom, that you did not know were coming after you had kids? Weird stuff. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? Hey, Jerry, it's Kevin and Taylor. So we're talking about some of those surprises that came along with motherhood, especially physically. You were like, where is that from? You know, the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, it should come with a set of weights. (laughs) (laughs) So you can start building up those arm muscles for carrying the baby. Absolutely. Exactly. You can't store sleep. All new parents have learned that. You can't stock up on sleep before the baby comes, right? Yeah. You can mini workup, you know, do the five pound weights and then get up to the 10 pounds. That's a brilliant idea. Nobody talks about that, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Never. Mm -hmm. You need mommy muscles, right? (laughs) (laughs) And the the leg muscles because you're going to be chasing them once they learn to walk and smile muscles, you know, when you're you're cheeks, you know, that bundle of joy is actually a joy and maybe you've had enough sleep to still smile. (laughs) Yes, that's good. So glad you called. That is awesome perspective, Jerry. Thanks so much. Take care. All right. You have a blessed day. So we're talking about those uh, ailments that come along with being a mom that nobody told you about, mommy wrist. And um, I have a friend uh, on Twitter who who he just, he and his wife just had a baby, just had a little one. And I've been trying to like send him DMs every now and then like, hey man, how's the new dad? How are you you doing? Yeah. And he was like, I did not expect no one. They tell you, but I had no idea how tired we would be all the time. That's rough. It's like that baby does not go back to sleep. When that baby wants to be up, that baby wants Mm -hmm. to be fed, wants to be changed, whatever. There is no, hey, just go back to sleep for a few minutes. Right. (laughs) I remember watching one of our coworkers go through that recently, up close And, and personal. It's rough. Then he said, I did not expect for through all of this, he's like, you know, I knew we'd both be tired, but we're a team. He goes, I did not expect for my wife to turn on me so quick. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the sleep deprivation talking. She still loves you. That's what Yikes. I told him. That's what I told him. I said, one of your main jobs from this day forward is to con- constantly convince her you are on her side <laughs> no yes. matter what. Because she needs uh-huh. you to be even when you don't feel like it. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. What's the most you've done to make sure your child has a good birthday? Little Oliver is only seven years old. He lives in New Zealand and he is obsessed with trucks. He knows every truck and even gets a trucking magazine each month. (laughs) So his mom, Catherine, 
uh, posted on Facebook and said, hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks if you are a big rig driver and you give my son a ride for his birthday. Well, it wasn't just one person who responded. 64 drivers formed a convoy no for little Oliver for his birthday. Some drove as far as 75 miles on their own dime to get there. And uh, Oliver's dad, Simon, talked about how overwhelming it was. As parents, we are just blown away by it. Despite all everything that's gone on in the world, there is still kindness out there. They even had signs and some gifts, like some Lego truck sets and stuff like that for Oliver. Wow. Isn't that the coolest? That is I love awesome. that story. Love it. Have you ever had this happen to you? You get home from work or get home from running errands and all of a sudden you're like, wait, there's people here. There's people in my home. That happened to our producer Griffin yesterday. We're going to find out the story in a minute. So, uh, uh, Griff, uh, Taylor is just saying after a long day of work, you get home and, and you found people in your house. Yeah. That happens to, me, happens to me all the time. And then I go, oh, they're my kids. I made them. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a different group of people uh, waiting for you when yeah, you got home? There was one extra person in the house. I got home and the kids run up and say, hey, daddy. And then... Another little kid runs behind him and says, hey, I'm here, too. <laughs> and you're Uh-oh. like, hang on. Those aren't mine. No, yeah, it's our the kid next door. He's three. And Aww. my kids play with him all the time. Uh-huh. But they've reached, I guess, a new milestone in their friendship where they're going into each other's houses now oh. to play sometimes. Ooh, this is Ooh, big. Okay, Which yeah. it used to always be an outside thing. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it gets hot or whatever. Or it's raining. They yeah. want to come inside and play. So the kid was over at our house playing. Was his and mommy there? No. Oh, no. wow. That's a lot on your wife because when it's a three-year-old, you yeah. got to keep an extra eye. Yeah, well, that's your Eloise keep an eye on him, but it's that's all good. good. But Aww. I was just like, whoa. And it just kind of throws you off a little bit because yeah. you're just used to being acting a certain way in your house. And... Pro tip. <laughs> little pro tip here. Yeah. Those kids, when they're under the age of like five or six. Yeah. They are an inexhaustible source of information. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I can get some dirt on my neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like six, or, six or seven, it starts to make sense when mom and dad yeah. say like, hey, this is family talk. We don't talk like this, you know, with other people. But right. under that age, that doesn't even compute. No. Not at all. My mommy and daddy were arguing last night. <laughs> really? About what? <laughs> <laughs> I ever did that, no, by the of course way. Not. Oh, no. No, 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 It kind of no, lasts no. a couple years because my sister is a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. She gets a lot about the families yeah, without really? even asking. Oh, yeah. Tons. My mommy says daddy's spending is way out of control. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but she was mad. <laughs> I think I've complained before about those uh, those next door uh, neighborhood chat things and how people like post all kinds of snarky stuff yeah, on them. I'm like, man, ma- are you a member? Uh, why, why are you guys doing that? I yeah. hate next door because of that, but I have to admit, I do love it. <laughs> oh, that's, I can't remember if you remember or not. Okay. <laughs> At the same time, I, juicy gossip. I, yeah. Yeah. And wait till you hear what happened with this, what, this lady. She, she hears some rustling around out in the garage and, and she looks outside before she can even look outside. There's a stranger standing in her house. <gasps> insisting that she's supposed to be there. I'll tell you what, the, the rest of the story ripped from the headlines of Next Door coming up next. So this story, this story I'm going to share with you guys, it's crazy. And the, the lady posted her, I guess it's like a ring doorbell video or blink blink video of uh, this lady walks up her driveway, goes in her open garage door, walks in. Lady's like, who are you? What are you doing here? And she says, I'm uh, your neighbor. Uh, paid for me to clean your house. I'm here to clean your house. Neighbor's footing the bill. And she's like, no. 
Absolutely not. And she said, you know, she said, you have to leave. Lady would not leave. She told her like three or four times husband comes in and is like, you got to go. And she would not leave. Finally, oh. after like, you know, the husband stood up and started moving towards her, she walked out. Now, here's what makes it even crazier, though. She's got like that. You see her walking in on the camera. She's got like a broom. She's got like a bag of stuff. You, she have any cleaning she's got supplies? like cleaning supplies with her. But they're like, no, nobody. This this is not normal. You don't belong in our house. You need to go. And she wouldn't leave. That's where they got freaked out. They're like, like, think about any reasonable person. Oh, that could be a mistake, right? But you're you're wondering why? Why wouldn't she have gone to the front door? Why wouldn't she have like you know, knocked? Hey, your neighbor's paid for cleaning. You know, it's Bill and Bill and Joe right over there. You yeah, can call them. Why or, the garage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she thought I could leave the stuff I'm not using out in the garage. Well, I looked at some of the comments and it gets really interesting with the comments. Some people are like, maybe there was a language barrier. They're like, no, there was no language barrier. We were communicating fine. Um, other people were like, well, we had cleaners and they that that was their instructions. They always came in through the garage. That's oh. how they came into the house was through the garage door. Maybe that's, you know, pretty common. That's what people do. So anyhow, it's this big mystery. Are you going to warn no your resolution. wife, like, hey, there could be a woman that don't leave the garage open? Cause... We never do that anyway. Some oh, of our, okay. and that that's a, a thing. A lot of people do that. They leave their garage doors open, like, all the time. We're always square, scared if we do that, if little critters would come That's in. what, yeah, yeah, that's what gets us, too. Is that, plus, we have dogs, and you leave the door open to the garage one time, mm-hmm. boom, the dogs are gone. But anyhow, that wouldn't that freak you out? All of a sudden, you walk in your kitchen, and there's some lady cleaning? Please tell me you know this neighbor well enough to call them. No, they're not in my neighborhood. They're, well, it's, they're, oh, I they're thought it was your the, next door. Well, it, yeah, but I mean, it encompasses a lot oh, of neighborhoods. Oh, I'm not on it, so I don't... Okay. Well, wait a minute. As I'm thinking this through, as I said that to you, what would you do if you walked in and some strange woman was cleaning your kitchen? Would you be? Would you like not interrupt? You'd be like, I don't know who you are, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> if it was true cleaning, I'd be like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not going to question this. I'll clear this <laughs> up later after it's clean. <laughs> So I don't know about you, but like I'm so weird about my phone battery. If it gets below about eighty percent, I'm I start to panic. <laughs> You're starting to freak it's out. It's the weirdest trade. I about try to me. charge mine constantly. Like I have those charger, you can sit it in it and it charges. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I thought that was bad for the battery, so I try not to do that. Might be, but, but mine never runs out. <laughs> I just don't like when it's down low. But anyway, there's a brand new social media sensation that may be draining your phone battery. Uh, you know, they launched Threads, mm-hmm. the Instagram answer to Twitter, the competitive yeah. um, answer to Twitter. And they're saying it drains your battery as it runs in the background. Mm. And uh, it's pretty wild. I haven't even like I'm on Instagram, but I haven't even been prompted like, hey, do you want to join Threads? I'm not thread curious. And, um, my, <laughs> I'm happy with Twitter. I know our producer Griffin's already joined 100 million users in less than a week. Mm. And then I noticed my uh, my friend Heidi posted on Insta Story. That her screen time went way up when Threads, threads. launched. And I, huh. I DM'd her and I'm like, is it really that good? And all she did was, she must have been busy. She put, well, my screen time went up. In other words, <laughs> duh, Taylor. Yeah, it's that good. But if your battery is suddenly draining and you just signed up for Threads, the more you know. Now you know why.